0: Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam presents. Are we Gundam
1: or are we Isekai? My name is Jeremy.
2: Buster Wolf
1: is an obligatory reference for this episode. I'm Taylor.
2: Oh man, this one, this episode, it made me laugh, but not because of the episode, ty- not because of the episode itself. My name is Zach.
0: Yeah, I cut your Buster Wolf joke at the end of last episode, Tyler, so that we could call this episode of the podcast uh, "Are You Okay, Tyler Wolf." Because you made that exact (laughs) joke. I'm like, no, obviously that's the joke for the next episode, Tyler. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, no, that's a much better idea. Thank you for being my editor. For those of you who are like,
0: why are they still watching this trash? We are going to continue watching Gundam Build Divers until our state slows down enough that we can get together in person to finish Destiny. Don't worry. No one wants to get back to it more than me. Zach said his piece on this episode. So what did you think of it, Tyler?
1: I didn't find it terrible. I'd say this went back to being thoroughly mediocre.
0: I find this episode incredibly frustrating, because it's like they want to address all our uh, problems, but then they don't.
2: The main characters
1: almost have character in this episode.
2: Well, this episode also manages to drop the same ball the last episode did, which is kind of annoying.
0: All right. If we want to just get into it, I don't have much time to edit this week, full disclosure. (laughs) so We are watching episode four of Gundam Build Divers, Tiger Wolf of the Sacred Mountain. You can watch it along on YouTube or Crunchyroll or Funimation. Two of those places have dubs, so the dub is not very good. But the dub isn't bad. The show just isn't very good. It was dubbed with exactly the enthusiasm it deserved. So, episode four, and we will get right into it. Tiger Wolf!
1: Of the Sacred Mountain. I don't know why the mountain's sacred.
0: So we see the Gundam base. It's busy. People be looking at model kits. Including Momoka. Momoka is intimidated.
2: Apparently Momoka's only looking at, uh, grunt suits. And
0: specifically Zeon mass production suits. Or actually, these are all suits that were proposed for Xeon mass production. The Gelgug is uh, notably absent. The Zaku, Goof and Dom are all pretty famous. They all show up in the series. The Gian was a rejected design that competed with the Gelgug. The Zuda is a higher performance model that was proposed at the start of the
1: war, but Xeon went with the Zaku because it was cheaper. And look where it got him.
2: That sounds like a government.
1: I do like that she points out that they're all nonsense names, and hey, you're not wrong.
2: Well, I mean, most things are, have nonsense names when you get down to it. Hey, there's a
0: high-mobility gym and, and a Noble Gundam in the background.
1: I just noticed the Noble Gundam. Yeah, why didn't
2: she get that one?
0: Come on. <sighs> man, like... <laughs> I don't have Zack's problem with the Capul, but...
2: No, it's not even just the Cap Well, I think the Capul is total garbage, but I have other problems relating to it that come up later in this episode.
1: She is the one called Sailor Nyan. So Natobe is like, yes... I know what you mean. Too many names.
2: But we already did this
0: plotline in another Gundam Build Fighter series, so.
2: To be fair, if she's required to memorize all the names of them, there are so many Gundams. I could totally see that being really, really intimidating.
1: Like, for example, what's this green spiky thing down here? Anyway, Nanami's like, you should rent one of these.
2: I think we mentioned it on one of the previous episodes asking about whether or not there are rentals or you might have brought it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I brought it up last week and then this week immediately they were like, here they are. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this plot point now. Hey, there's a duel and a buster just hanging out together. I don't ask me like the strike rouges with a ball and I can't I think tell. It looks like a Reborns or Mate. I can't tell
2: though. It's, it's not cause a Reborns.
1: Because it's, it's so fuzzy. I was going to point out the ball specifically. <laughs> Why is that one of the rental suits?
2: The one on the left there... That's one of the, I think it's a sumo from turn A. Yeah.
0: There's a gym command in the center, a goon, our favorite aquatic mobile suit. So she's like, yeah, we do rentals. Like Jeremy said last week, anyone catch your interest?
2: And she picks up the goddamn capul.
0: At least she didn't go for the ball, Zach.
2: The ball would have been better.
0: So to explain why she picks the capule, it's essentially this equivalent of her picking like a cute dog in American media. Objectively speaking, spheres and curves are cute. But in Japan, that's like a stereotype about girls
1: is that they like round things. This one uh, is not very round. It's got some round.
2: If you actually saw them, they're basically spheres with legs and arms. I'm not a fan of the capool.
1: Oh, it can go into ball
0: mode. Okay. Also, it's kind of soccer ball-esque. So maybe that's close to something. I don't know. Me and Zach are going to be extra grumpy this episode. Get ready for it.
2: <laughs> it would be fine like if it was just like the rental thing, but then the character just apparently adopts the cap pool in its entirety.
1: Okay, wait. Also, I just noticed that there are doors on the rental models.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to look like shelves. Like, they're kind of cubby-like, but I've seen display cases like this. It's to prevent dust from getting on them.
2: But they're only on those ones, because there's some above them and onto the other sides that don't have those.
0: They just didn't bother to animate them. So then we get the opening sequence. You know, because a is the ideal cold open.
1: I mean, it establishes that she now has kind of her own gunpla. It's a terrible choice of gunpla. Because man. Okay, I have I have a lot of problems with the physics of the game in this episode, partially due to the capul.
0: Don't worry, that's what this podcast is for.
1: Oh good. <laughs> Do we ever get into how Tiger Wolf's key attacks work? Uh Not much more than in this episode.
2: I mean, that would be the hardest part, I think, of making a Gundam-related game that incorporates all Gundam is that not all of the physics of Gundam series work the same way from series to series.
1: Yeah, suddenly there's G-Gundam.
2: Especially (laughs) if you add G-Gundam into the mix because that thing does not work the same way as anyone else.
1: I really hope this show ends with uh, Riku not... Becoming champion.
2: He, Ash, Ketchum's at
0: 100%.
1: Don't worry. Perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chokes in the end. In Redivers, the champion's still the champion, and Riku's just like, and I'm also here and important. So Riku is watching VODs of that time the champion hung out with him.
2: It's just remind or going into a recap of what happened the last time.
0: And also reminding us of the stakes of the show. He's like,
1: anyway, my Gumpus sucks in care to the champ. What are they do?
2: What exact, like. What
1: is the difference? How did he build it any differently? <laughs> um, removed
0: seam lines. I don't know. Look, I'm saving this joke for later. He put sword funnels on it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, cut to him. Ask Maggie, how can I become like the champion?
2: And Maggie gives the perfect answer. <laughs> Practice.
0: Do better. He's like, but aren't there any like guides for noobs you could show me? Isn't that your job? Aren't there any sweet
1: YouTube tutorials? Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised I haven't had an episode that's all about, like, fighting people who use cheese strats.
0: I mean, this episode is essentially the action equivalent of going on the forums and reading a bunch of strats. They just had to figure out how to make that an exciting adventure show.
2: You know, that actually kind (laughs) of reminds me of when I was talking to my brother at one point. A lot of those cheese strats work (laughs) in really low rank and really high rank, but not in the middle. Because people learn in the middle rank how to deal with them, but then once they get to high rank, no one is expecting you to use the cheese strat anymore. So no one is preparing for it.
1: This is entirely true in Smash.
2: I was thinking StarCraft 2 because Cannon Rush was a big thing and it it like rolled newbie players and then went away. And then according to him, came back at high rank because no one was planning to defend for it anymore.
1: Checks out with what I remember of playing RTS games. In Smash, in like mid tier, you'll find a lot of people who just spam PK Fireers Ness, which is really annoying. But then you learn how to deal with it. And then when you get to high ranks, when people just spam PK Fire again, you just, like, lose 80% of damage to it because you're not expecting people to do a dumb strat like that.
0: Anyway, Rika's like, but what can I do to get closer to the champion? And Maggie's like, well, buy a double Quant. It's your Gundam,
1: but it has sword funnels. Slap the sword funnels on it. <laughs> Alternatively, let me introduce you to Tiger Wolf. You, can- you must learn from him
2: what path you must take.
0: He said you can, not you must. Meanwhile, a wild cat girl appeared, and somehow they don't recognize her. It's Momoka from the opening. Despite it looking exactly like her. Well,
2: her hair's longer, and she has cat ears, I want to so... give this show credit.
0: It doesn't deserve real quick, because I'm sure it didn't mean to do this. We talked about how Yuki and Riku have no personality, so they didn't customize their characters at all. I like that Momoka, who is like a tomboy in real life, but we know does have kind of like feminine qualities and wants to be cute takes this virtual realm as an excuse to have super long hair without having to take care of it and she's wearing the cat ears that maggie gave her last time
2: and she has a tail (laughs) oh there's that too
1: i didn't realize the cat ears were the same one that were on the haro
2: oh yeah they are i didn't I, i thought they were just part of the avatar since she has the tail too
1: yeah anyway she's like i have a crush on the champ so i'm gonna hang out with you in case we meet him again
0: And Riku's like, anyway, I'm going to ignore you because I have to go hang out with Tiger Wolf, I guess. And
1: just runs off without anyone.
2: I actually kind of find that amusing. Although we still don't really have a solid personality for Riku, although everybody else seems to be starting to get one.
0: Cut to Emperor Palpatine, who is watching the machinations on his
1: monitor in the dark from his bedroom, it looks like.
2: Could this scream... I'm an evil dude any more than this. Either that or I forgot to pay my electric bill. See, to
0: me it screams I live in my parents' house with no lights because I'm very dark and broody. Maybe I'm projecting, though.
1: I assume he's sick and wearing a robe. He looks very snug in it. That looks very comfortable.
2: He's not wearing a robe. He's wearing a snuggie.
1: Yeah, it's a snugg- the, the Snuggie of the cult of mass diver.
2: Tyler, I would totally make like a big bad evil dude wear a Snuggie if you ran into him on an infiltration mission into his house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just end up at his like Sunday cottage and like he's just enjoyed a glass of tea.
2: Well, that was one of my favorite moments in a different series where the character ran into like their uber ancestor in lounge mode.
0: So we cut to the title card and wave goodbye to the main plot. It's not coming back this episode.
2: They're like, oh yeah, you got a capul." pool. Now let's explain the cap pool a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: Again, nobody watched turn A.
2: This line irritated the hell out of me. Because it's like, if you're going to reference this, number one, those are the only two named characters that used one. But those are also the only two named female characters that pilot mobile suits in that. And if that's the reasoning you're going to go with, couldn't you have done, like, the Noble Gundam or Strike the, Rouge? Uh, the,
1: the one Mark I was II. thinking
2: was, I'm drawing a blank.
1: Technically the Akatsuki.
2: The GR Kane. G. Arcane was pretty new when this
0: came out, although we have seen other, uh, references to Reconista and G. No, this is just promising all the, uh, feminine Gundam fans that the capital is very feminine, don't worry.
2: That one just bothered me. Well, I mean, so is the Noble Gundam. It's freaking Sailor Venus. Yeah, it's great. It
0: can kick things. Look, mo- Mobica should totally be sailor-fee-kicking things. You're not wrong.
2: Number one, it's cooler than just the capital, because it really just feels like she's being, with the capital selection, because it's just the green one. I mean, I guess it is a rental right now, assuming she's going to get the blue one that's in the opening later. But it still feels more like she's being relegated to a second tier behind the other two even more than it already kind of had been, especially this episode is like, hey, look, it's Momoka, and now she's going to disappear.
0: It doesn't feel that way to me because Yuki's got a fucking Gym 3.
2: But his is heavily, heavily customized, and like, if you were to show that to me, my first instinct would not be, oh, that's just a grunt suit.
1: Yeah, it does have more going for it.
0: And the Gym 3 is not actually a grunt suit in Double Zeta either. I kind of get what you're going for. It doesn't bug me as much,
2: I would not expect to see Riku's Gym 3 as a mass production enemy in Dynasty Warriors (laughs) Gundam.
0: Like I said, the cat pool doesn't bother me nearly as much as it does Yuzak, in part because I kind of think all of the build divers' designs are just a big step down from what Build Fighters was doing before. But I do see what you're saying. Anyway, Yuki's like, yeah, for a rental, it's really well made. I wonder who made it. And Riku's like, stop foreshadowing Yuki, we have to go. And Mobika's like, can I come too? And I do love that Sarah continues to just pet her. Like she is their pet cat. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I like how,
2: like, it's kind of a continuation from the previous episode, but instead of her being carried around, she's sitting so that Sarah can pet her like that.
1: To be fair, she is kind of their pet cat now. And <laughs> like, yeah, I don't mind, whatever. Girls allowed. So they do a catapult sequence. I like Yuki has a fancy custom name for his custom thing. The double O diver just doesn't sound fun. Sarah is hanging out with Momu now. So that she can keep petting her.
0: But then when they launch, they go chibi because they have no thrusters.
2: I forgot about that. The, the chibi thing is very well animated, but you would think there would be an indicator of no thrusters and there would be a different launch point for the cap Or Things without... without? Yeah, those.
1: I was wondering how other mobile suits got out of the city without thrusters, right? Like, did they just well, In theory, they could
2: run. On the highway?
0: I know in Rerise, some people will build transport ships. I don't know if that happens in Build Divers or not. Anyway, they say it's deja vu, because remember that time Yuki and Sarah fell? This is just like that, right? It's not. Absolutely. So they have to carry the girl, which further relegates her. But they do try to make this a plot point where they're like, why can't the cap will fly if it's such a good build? And Yuki's like, I don't know. Capitals can't fly. Maybe the guy's a purist.
1: <sighs> which is dumb, but okay. I feel like in this game you would just give everything jets, but But okay. But it wasn't
2: built on the gunplay itself. Remember, this is WYSIWYG. If it's not on there, it can't fly, because it doesn't have any jets.
0: Like, we have to go to the far-off Asian server to get there,
1: but it's just through this gate. Which you can only access in the sky, which means the pool could never get here without aid. Fastball special, Tyler.
0: I guess that is aid.
2: Yeah, there's no way for it to reach their without getting some kind of external help. I mean, they say that gate. I don't think this is the only gate. Probably not. I guess this irritates me because, like, why would you bother with this? Why not just have, like, a drop-down, I want to select this server? (laughs) Well, it's the World of
0: Warcraft argument, right? The in-flight movies might be needed, but it does make it feel like more of a world when you actually have to travel there.
2: But they've already indicated how big this world is. Like, they're looking for one particular individual dude. I'm assuming, like, because they indicate that this is their base later for their guild. I'm assuming that it's got more to do with that's just where their guild is based, is on that server. Not that, And they built that as a group, whereas, like, you could go to the same location or coordinates on their server. That's just not where they are. I
0: mean, at least it allows transport at all, right? I kind of like it, especially as part of a fantasy feel to make it feel more like a community. So they are unreasonably hyped to go to another server.
2: Okay, now my question is, how bad is the lag? I, where are these servers based?
1: <laughs> the Asian server, weirdly, is based in Denver.
2: They go to China.
0: Hey, Patrick Collisar's there, eating a pork bun.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably going to be one of the more amusing parts of this series, is trying to find him in every episode.
1: They don't really hide him until Rerise. Yuki mentions that you can go to space in this game, I guess.
2: Not in her cat
0: Riki's like, yeah, this game is great. Buy all our play sets and toys. They don't exist. Anyway, flashback to Maggie being like, yeah, there's a force over there called Buryu.
1: You should go like talk to their leader. I'll tell him you're coming. So fun fact, I translated this because I wanted to know if it meant anything because I just said it really fast and it kind of sounds like saying trouble with a Japanese accent. <laughs> and it turns out that's exactly what it well, is. These
2: are ruffians. These guys aren't ruffians.
1: Yeah, they're martial artsians.
2: These guys are closer to monks.
0: So anyway, Riku wonders what he's like instead of, I don't know, advancing the plot to show us what he's like.
2: You could take the time to be like, I wonder what he's like if this was more of a, I need to go find this dude, so there's a couple of episodes dedicated to looking for this guy. Or
0: even more time in this one instead of, well, I think the fantasy aspect of traveling to another server like this is cool. I think the story time spent on it is wasted. Yeah, they could definitely do
2: anything else with it. Because they don't really encounter any challenges or overcome any obstacles to arrive.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, they overcome could not being able to fly, that gag. But after that, you
1: really don't need it. Such trial, munch tribulation. So they
0: show up, but they are stopped by some mobile suits.
2: Some mobile suit, like, gate guardian type of things. Like, this is a pretty common trope.
0: Piloted by bald monks. But Rico's like, yo, 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 my friend was supposed to call your friend. We got passes. They're
1: like, what? You know, Maggie senpai Not even that. They actually use Sama for him. Which implies that he has some weird cred with these people.
2: Based on just the way they phrased it, my immediate thought was, yeah, this guy's a significantly badass dude to everybody here. I think he's probably in charge.
0: Like, well, if you know him slash her, I suppose you can come in. And so they are in Tien's martial arts dojo from Dragon Ball Super.
2: (laughs) I wonder if these are all people or if some of these are just NPC like background filler.
0: I imagine they're all people. I really hope they are. Know who the person is who decides to log into GBN to practice martial arts fakely
1: all day. Uh, well, that's kind of lampshaded later, so.
0: Yeah, or is it just that they haven't figured it out yet? And the entire wolf is waiting for them to get
1: woke, where it took these 14-year-olds like an hour. So, as they're walking up, Sarah comments that Riku looks excited, presumably for the first time in days. Well, she has to tell
0: us what he's feeling because he can't.
1: He's a block of wood. <laughs>
2: Okay, let's be honest. I think we all saw more emoting out of Plank from Ed, Ed, Nettie than we've had from Riku so far.
0: The only thing besides Wonder Woman I have watched on HBO Max.
2: (laughs) Is Ed, Ed, Nettie? Yes.
0: Wait, why does HBO have the license for that? It has all of the Cartoon Network stuff. Because they were both bought by AT&T. So anyway, the leader of this group is the one furry, obviously. He's way more interesting than these bald monk guys.
2: Well, he's got character design.
0: For some reason, they are super surprised. Although, I guess he's the first furry they've actually seen.
2: Uh, the first
0: one they've talked to, anyway. Yeah, not just like in the lobby.
2: Well, because I was thinking, um, Rommel, this is not the first one we've met. But then I realized that uh, they may not have actually seen Rommel.
0: Anyway, Tiger Wolf's like, so what do you want? And Rika's like, I don't know. Maggie told me to come here. I want to be more like the champion. Uh, so could you teach me to be stronger? He's like, no, just do what you want. Which means I don't have to teach you if I don't want to. Go read some game FAQ strats,
1: noob.
2: Go practice. Stop trying to pretend like there's a shortcut.
1: Yeah, go to the practice arena and practice your combos. I assume this works like fighters.
2: 1v1 your friend here. Practice, learn.
1: Maybe, like, actually try
0: fighting somebody else. That might be exciting. It's like, of course you don't have to. If you just want a a PvE all day, you can. If you just want to be one of these weird monks doing push-ups on stairs on their hands. That's fine.
1: In a video game. <laughs> That's what I bought a dumb game for. You can tell the fourth guy from the right here is pretty close to figuring it out, because he's looking very skeptical about what he's doing. And
0: Riku's like, why would Maggie send me to you for you just to say no? Didn't he talk to you? And then he's like, oh no, girls are asking me. I can't say no to girls, because I'm actually like 15, probably. I don't know.
2: I'm assuming we never see what this guy looks like out of game. We
0: might. I don't remember.
1: Everyone in this lobby is way too in the RP right now, so...
0: It's weird to me that Momo is advocating for Riku and not herself. Sarah makes sense.
1: I mean, Momo doesn't necessarily want to learn how to fight, right? She just wants to hang out with her friends.
2: And just to have some fun. And Riku asked, and now this dude is saying no, so she's wanting to stick up for her friend, I guess?
0: You have to join the soccer team too, Tiger Wolf.
2: I wish we had more of an indicator of what their relationship was before this all started.
1: Well, Riku was too boring to have a relationship, so she didn't.
2: And he capitulates.
1: And says basically what Riku and Yuki said, which is, well, you've come all the way here, so I should train you, which is exactly their argument.
2: I do like how Momo refers to him as Tiger Cub after this, or at least that's what the subtitles put it down as.
1: Adorable. It's like, anyway, we're a
0: close combat G Gundam guild. We see this big G? It's for G Gundam. Oh, is that (laughs) why there's a giant G?
2: I can't think of another reason for there to be. I can't either. I assumed that it was Purely because of G Gundam. He's like,
0: anyway, our model is polish thyself and polish thy gumpla.
2: We said we only have one goal.
0: And it's those two things. So then he starts threatening to polish them until they're like a seam line polished down with... Compound is a weird translation. I don't remember what the dub said, but it was better.
1: I know what he means. Assume that's like just some sort of like grit, well, compound. Then he has him go through a training montage.
2: So this is like... One of the only instances that made me laugh in this episode was this training montage. It's pretty good. Well, the reason why it made me laugh is because I was watching a different series that had the same training montage, and it was better and more fun.
1: Well, I like this because the entire time, Riku is like, this isn't training at all. You can't get tired.
0: This would be hard in real life, but in this, we just put square, triangle, square, triangle.
1: I like it a lot more if it's uh, DDR, randomly.
0: Well, I think since they're saying they're, they don't get tired and they have no test of endurance, that there has to be no physical
2: component
1: to it. Yeah, that's fair.
2: It's just hold down a button.
1: Meanwhile, Tiger Wolf is teaching Momoka how to do sweet claw attacks. Yeah, she claws through a rock.
2: With the capple.
1: Remember this sweet claw attack for later. Anyway, he's like,
0: you're good at this. i never guess you were a beginner. Are you a sportser? And she's like, yes, I do a sports.
1: I, I do soccer like literally everyone in Japan.
2: That has nothing to do with this, though.
1: <laughs> a lot of psychological coaches disagree. Hand-eye coordination or
2: something. I, I
0: think it's more about mentality and being used to practicing Fair. at something and being competitive. Speaking of, Riku's like, hey, bro, this is pointless. And he's like, good, you have noticed. Krillin over there still hasn't. <laughs>
2: I did like that line of, this is pointless, because you would expect him to respond with something like, it's never pointless, but his immediate response is, oh, you finally figured it out. Damn, I was really hoping you wouldn't, so I wouldn't have to teach you.
1: So we just talked about the physicality of the game. So Tiger Wolf goes on a little, like, explanation about how there aren't really any penalties in the game, and then he goes and tries to punch Riku, who flinches. So, is there a flinch button? There must be haptic feedback, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah, they don't explain exactly how the control is, but that's also pretty common for a lot of these virtual reality-based series. They don't go into it, because as we've seen, they've just got the headset on and they're sitting in a chair.
1: I'm just wondering if every time you blink, the headset measures your blink and your character blinks, and that would be so
2: dumb. It would, but I forgive this part at least because of the fact that, like I said, that's a trope when it comes to these kind of virtual reality-esque anime series is once you go into the virtual reality, despite the fact that you would no way have the kind of degree of control these people have over everything. They just kind of do, so... I
0: want to talk about how frustrated I am by Tiger Wolf saying, even if you die, you reset with just a small penalty, ensuring that all of the stakes we were wondering about the last three episodes were, in fact, not stakes. Nothing would have happened if Sarah and Momo and Yuki died.
2: Well, there is still yep. the question of what would happen with Sarah, because she's the mysterious waif and we don't exactly know what's going on with her. But with all the other ones, it doesn't matter.
0: And the show hasn't even told us she's a mysterious waif. You just have to recognize the trope.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: No one has even said, huh, it's weird that Sarah's always here when we log on. They haven't even gotten that far. And doesn't seem to have a gunpla. Anyway, he's like, yeah, you won't get hurt. So there's no need for you to flinch. You have to train yourself to react in a way that makes sense in this world and not the real world. Which, again, is something that I find super interesting as a concept. Because oftentimes when it comes to getting very good at video games, it's about mastering mechanics that weren't necessarily intended but that's not what this story is about so
2: this is like a weird side trip into this idea like honestly i think cut this entire episode out or at least a good chunk of it and have it dedicated to basically just be like okay you need to practice piloting your gundam and going in and like actually having him doing research on like game facts and stuff and talking to people like he knows the champion he can ask the champion for advice. I'm assuming there's a whisper function. I
1: actually would have loved that if he just went around and interviewed people and just took notes on, like, what they all thought the best. Like, they could have made a comedy episode out of that, and I think it would have been way better.
0: That's kind of what he does long-term, but he, he devotes an episode to each person.
2: Well, and in this particular case, because this is the first time we get Momoka as a full-fledged member of the group, having it be dedicated to, like, asking people and not going into this full-depth thing with this dude you could help put more of that shine onto her as a character because she didn't get a whole lot of it because the champion in the last episode basically stole the spotlight
0: don't worry she doesn't get it this episode either and she ain't getting it next episode
2: that's one of my (laughs) problems with this episode is you could have done that you could have given her that spotlight but then they're like nah we don't feel like doing that
0: to be fair i don't feel like they've given any characters that spotlight like maybe the champion and maybe riku
2: well, I feel like this episode is giving Tiger Wolf a spotlight, so they're giving spotlights to people who aren't members of our main crew. And they feel a lot more flushed out because Hell, I of I feel Maggie has gotten more of a spotlight than Riku has, or any of our main crew. Which I
0: guess is within the theme, if they want to talk about how this is such a cool community and they wouldn't have met any of these people if not for this, right? But they don't do a good job because that's not the characters' goals, and we don't really care about the characters. At least I don't.
1: Coincidentally, I would have loved it as a beat if it turned out that Momo was just a naturally better pilot than Riku, and she was just better than him during this training.
0: Yeah, and he had to get through that frustration. But that might create conflict between characters, Tyler.
1: That would be too interesting.
2: That might create drama,
0: which is banished to Gundam Build Fighters. None of that here. Anyway, Tigers Wolf in GBN, anything is possible. If you're good enough, you can even do this
1: sweet martial arts, and then he creates a crater. Why can he do this? How, what does this have to do with piloting a Gundam? I don't know.
2: Tyler, he's specialized in G Gundam, that talent tree.
1: <laughs> Fair. Huh,
2: that might actually end up being how you would balance that, is just have all of the different Gundam series have their own talent trees. And then he quotes fucking Sun Tzu. Well, he
0: is Chinese, so. I mean, he's a wolfman, but he's a Chinese wolfman. Cite your goddamn sources. This is the internet, Zach. <laughs>
2: you do not cite your sources. This is plagiarism.
1: Have you ever read The Art of Furry? It's like,
0: anyway, you guys should do some more uh, training montages. But in this one, I guess you should also be outside the world and work on your Gunpla to establish that this is actually a time lapse. So I guess they're coming here every day. I'm amazed Momoka didn't get bored. Maybe
1: she only comes like every other day.
2: They keep going and doing this stuff. Momoka is going out and doing all of like the PvE stuff and gaining experience points. (laughs) (laughs) you know that would be a great thing it's like if they're wasting their time doing this and Momoka's out actually practicing and playing the game and getting better than them
0: only if her outfit got progressively cuter as the episode went on
2: (laughs) Uh, that would be great like she's got more accessories and stuff
0: We just get occasional check-ins. Instead, we get this thing about learning the differences between real life and virtual reality, because that's the basics if you want to live in GBN. Another thing that's way more interesting than they intend, because the idea of people that just completely abandon the real world to live here is an interesting sci-fi concept. Don't worry, we're not going to explore that.
2: That's actually kind of amusing, because that uh, Rin anime that I watched a while back actually has a particular arc that mentions the same thing
0: anyway they do a martial arts at each other while the girls watch because they're not allowed to participate and tiger wolf's like now you're good you're the man's now dog you're the dog's now man
2: (laughs) you've learned how to live in gbn translation i just want you to get out of my goddamn base
0: he kicks riku and riku doesn't flinch and he's like yes progress Remember, even if you're low on HP, it doesn't actually affect anything until you're out of hit points. If you win with one HP, it's the same as winning with all your HP. Don't worry about being low.
2: It's just like D&D.
0: And now he's like, now for your next training exercise, you
1: two will fight this Leo.
2: This doesn't make any sense. How would this help you in any way, shape, or form in a Gundam fight?
1: I'm just saying, if you can launch a Love, Love, Tenki Hoken in the middle of battle, that's going to be useful. Yeah,
2: but that's probably going to be a special move you have to earn.
0: Yeah, at the end of this episode, we'll find out you need to be at least rank C. Oh, because if you defeat a Gumpla without a Gumpla yourself, you get a bunch of rank all at once. It's an exploit, Zack. This is just the sweet grinding strats.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like how he apparently has, like, cards of summon Leo, because they do this frequently, I surmise.
2: Depending on how you would design your base, if AI Mobile Suit Factory thing is just an available option that you could put in your base.
1: Okay, that's fair. That would be rad. This is just, again, making me want to play this game more.
2: Well, we don't even know if that's how it works. We're just making it up. I know. We're explaining it because the series has no interest in doing so.
1: The only reason I'm harping on all these random rules and inconsistencies is I just want it to make up its mind what the rules of the universe are. Bad news, Tyler. I know.
2: Yeah, Tyler, when has the series so far shown that it cares about consistency?
1: Never.
0: Anyway, if they lose, they will lose diver points. Remember what those are when those were explained and how Riku and Yuki have a bunch of them because of all the stuff we've seen them do earning them?
2: If you're going to mention something like that as a consequence, we need to know what they mean, build divers. We don't know what diver points are.
0: Or at least what they mean to Yuki and Riku. I assume experience points, basically, but I don't know that.
2: I mean, that would be my guess, is that it it works like experience points. Like, I remember if you died in Tibia, you lost a bunch of experience.
1: Although it makes it sound like you can save them up, so maybe you have to, like, spend them on things, and things just get more expensive, so the penalty for dying gets higher.
2: If they're like experience points, and so that lets you rank up, then... Losing them would also be a major, or at least a time setback.
0: And it could be both, right? They could be a currency experience system, right? Where you buy individual skills and stuff, and maybe you have to buy rank. But, eh. Anyway, Tiger Wolf's like, you don't need to fight if you just want to have fun. But if you want to be stronger, then you should practice, like Zach and Jeremy keep telling you to. But instead, you're going to fight this Leo. You should hand-to-hand Leo.
2: Although I thought Leos didn't carry a... Uh energy rifle this one does i'm pretty sure they actually only had ballistics
0: the space ones have beam rifles but this is not a space one and they certainly didn't have anything pistol shaped like that so you know maybe this is one he built to fight and he just keeps it here
2: well also the leos in this series look very they actually look pretty different especially in the head design it looks
0: more like a helmet the eye is a little different
1: although still it's a
2: lot different the, the eye on the Leo was is actually like square and it's inset into the head.
1: Yeah, the first Leo we saw in the series looks much more like the Leo you're thinking of. I can only assume this is a custom. Anyway,
0: Gundam fight, ready, go.
1: Gong. And it starts off immediately with them dancing around a barrage of laser fire.
2: And running away from it.
1: I do like Yuki's line, this is torture, there is no god.
2: No, just a god Gundam.
1: <laughs> there is a devil Gundam though.
0: And tiger wolf is like remember your training and they're like oh yeah that stuff we just went through i guess we should apply it instead of not applying it so anyway they're like it's gotta reload after every two shots
1: weirdly
2: which it wasn't doing beforehand like when it started Definitely shooting not. at them
0: no it was just from their perspective and they didn't notice it so riku runs up its arm
2: and stabs it with his knife Man, that has got to be like the worst design if a dinky-ass little knife like that causes the arm to blow off.
0: Like I said, Tiger Wolf designed this to fight as a hand-to-hand, so he gave it real light armor. I presume Tiger Wolf punches this thing to death. Uh, Yuki causes Riki to pratfall
1: on him, saving them both. Teamwork. Yeah, I was going to say, what an excellent example of teamwork.
2: You know, I'd also like to know what, like, kind of hit points they're looking at. Like, how many hit points would the blaster take off if it hit them?
1: Why do the divers have individual hit points? Why is this a mechanic in the game? It doesn't. So make they can an-
2: have martial arts fights and throw grenades
1: yep. at each other.
0: What about the people whose fantasy is to board Battleship Libra and sort of
1: fight Char? Yeah, I was to say. what about the people who want to wrestle Shar off a horse?
2: It does make a little bit of sense because there is a lot of stuff in Gundam that occurs outside of the Gundams, especially if you're going to talk about like including G Gundam because about half of the fights in that one start outside of the Gundam. But then Tiger Wolf just throws a fucking rock on it. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, because they're about to lose. He's like, I don't want to demoralize them.
2: I wouldn't want there to be stakes to
0: something, now that we've established there are no stakes.
1: He's like, anyway, those who run are the first to
0: lose, but you didn't, so good job.
2: Congratulations, you fought after you started running away from it.
0: But then the gate guardians fall out of the sky.
2: And one of the coolest designs they've shown so far shows up.
0: Like We have a challenger,
2: and it's a
0: modified tequila Gundam to look like a gunfighter.
1: I legit love this thing. It's got a guitar on its back for some reason, and it's carrying a giant missile pack on a chain.
2: And it's shaped like a coffin. This thing is super rad. I really like this thing.
0: Also, in the dub, he does have the exact Western accent you think he has.
2: What in time? Okay, good. It looks a lot more cowboy than stereotype.
1: And the name of this incredibly badass vigilante bounty hunter is Daniel.
0: It's like Sarah, those exotic names. Also, Zach, I like to think they're like, ah, can we make the Tequila Gundam more racist? But the answer was no, you can't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, initially, they talk, like, he's a vagabond bounty hunter. He's part of this group that goes around attacking high-rank opponents for points. It's like...
0: So playing the video game.
2: Isn't that kind of the point? His crime is playing the video game. Like He's not picking on low-ranking dudes. He's going after people that are on his level or better. So, like, why is this guy supposed
1: to be a bad guy? Also, he's not a cheater. Yeah. I don't feel like he is a bad guy. The show seems to take him seriously.
2: Well, the show seems to be trying to portray him like this is the bad guy, especially when they, tr- like, flash into the, like, his reactions and stuff.
0: I mean, he is the bad guy of this episode. Like I said, his crime is just playing the video game they play. Anyway, his coffin is a missile launcher, which is pretty cool. But Sarah and Momo are going to get hit. Again! Oh, no. If they get hit, they'll face a minor penalty. Uh, but Tiger Wolf kicks a missile out of the way.
2: So it seems like, at present, Momo and Sarah's primary task in the series is
0: is to be damsels in distress
2: yes to be damsels in distress for other characters to rescue specifically whoever happens to be the primary focus of the series of the week week. because it sure as hell ain't riku and yuki it's whoever happens to be they're talking to (laughs) at that point
0: (laughs) but tiger wolf gets blasted down a chasm by the explosion
2: and daniel is
0: disappointed at how weak they are but yuki and riku summon their Gumpla to fight back and he's like you guys suck but i will take your rank anyway He's got pistols.
2: He's got like beam revolvers.
0: Look, he commits to the bit. Again, not as good as some of the designs in previous build fighters, but it's way closer than what we've got so far. If
2: I was going to go with a bit like this, you bet your ass I'd commit because that thing is rad.
0: I'd also change my diver name from Daniel to, I don't know, at least Shane. (laughs) Clint, maybe?
1: Yeah. Clint Westwood. The official name of this Gundam, because I was looking I up was to see if to th- reveal it later. But if you want to take it by all okay. means, but just as rad as it is, it's the Tequila Gundam Daniel Custom.
2: <laughs> Seriously,
1: he is the most famous guy played this game named Daniel. Could he have done at least like XX Daniel XX? Anyway, he's strong. His gunpla is so well
2: built. They're not even in the same league as this guy who makes a name for himself going after high-ranking players. No, duh.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, let's waste time on them, like, admiring this guy. But Bobo is got- uh, here. She's in her cap pool, which she could have just summoned around her for the missile. And she's going to do her claw attack.
1: And it's the exact same animation as a claw attack, cutting apart the rock. I totally thought this was going to be something. And then it's a swing and a miss.
2: Well, I mean, they got to do more to a uh, job for Daniel here because we know how awesome Momoka is.
0: So she gets judoed. And Riku gives an honorable speech about, ah, oh, we can't beat him. So we will just have to do what we can.
1: So they give it a good old college try after remembering their lesson from Tiger Wolf to not give a shit if you lose because the penalties are minor. They go for a faint combo where Yuki tries to stab him in the face.
2: And Riku like teleported behind him.
1: He threw his gun saber sword thing i think Yeah, but
0: it's from behind him well actually no it's just like the angle is just weird
1: which is weird for this show he just throws it
2: i thought riku pops up right behind him
0: he doesn't it just the angling on the shots is weird it makes you think that's what should happen your eyeline goes ah oh, riku is behind him but he's not he just threw his sword nope it's just a sword but this tequila gundam has beam sabers and blocked it but Riku's like, that was also a distraction.
2: They go with the, the Sun Tzu maxim of know the enemy and know thyself, but they don't know this guy.
0: Or themselves. Yeah, like, no
1: one knows they, that. They don't- Nope.
2: <laughs> like, that maxim makes sense, but you don't know who this guy is. You don't know what he can do.
1: So it doesn't apply at all here.
2: It just sounds cool, I guess.
1: The Gundam Build Divers story.
2: If you know what that is supposed to be, it just sounds dumb. <laughs> the Gundam Build Divers story. Uh...
1: Anywho, they managed to destroy the Tequila Gundam Daniel Customs
2: revolvers. Which are also his beam sabers, if I remember right. Sure,
0: why not? But he's like, I can kick you, though, the most powerful move in Gundam. And also, my guitar
2: is a laser. (laughs) It's like a heavy laser, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like the Virgos cannon. It's not quite the same, but it looks very similar. Like, oh, this sucks. But then, from off screen, don't worry, they'll be saved by Deus Ex Tiger Wolf.
2: And his Ultron custom.
1: I look how it zooms in on Tiger. Zooms in on Wolf.
2: I'm pretty sure there is is an additional thing on there for the custom, because I think it has the Ultron's arms, but it also has a second set of arms. Like, normal Gundam arms.
1: So Daniel's like, I'm definitely going to take you out after nearly losing to these two noobs.
2: He didn't nearly lose to them. He kind of kicked the shit out of them without really trying. But Tiger Wolf has bullshit powers.
0: He's like, missiles, and he's like, that won't work. I have anime defense. I am Lord Frieza.
2: You guys all remember Megas? This is like somebody just pushed the five minutes to the end of the episode button.
1: Then goes into (laughs) his G Gundam super mode. And explodes the ground, I guess.
2: He goes Super Saiyan, and then just one-shots the dude. It's not interesting.
0: He he also blocks a beam blast. And he's like, ah, now
2: I'll use my ultimate secret technique on you.
1: Actually, the, uh... Call me tri They never explain why it's tri I'm
2: assuming it's because of Tiger, Wolf, and then Tiger-Wolf.
0: Three most fanged animals, the Tiger, the Wolf, and the Tiger-Wolf. Fair.
2: Well, because when it shows the animation, it has the Tiger, the Wolf, and then they come together to actually hit the dude.
0: And he's like, oh no, all the points I saved up.
2: Tiger-Wolf said it was a minor deduction. So, is it (sighs) percentage-based?
0: I don't know. Or is it just they're
1: noobs so they don't have much to lose? That's what I was wondering, if they were just too low.
2: That's kind of the same thing, is if it's percentage-based, since they don't have very many, if it's a 20% deduction, 20% of 100 is 20, but 20% of a million is a lot more than that. No, I'm not doing the math, because I can't be bothered.
1: And then Daniel explodes. I'm specifically just watching this frame where the banjo (laughs) goes flying. (laughs)
2: Look.
0: One of the animators on this show is good, and he, probably more than one of them, and they deserve (laughs) our praise, but they should be writing this show and not the writers.
2: And Riku and Yuki have apparently gotten out of their Gundams so that they can more appropriately watch in awe.
0: Same with Momo and Sarah. And he's like, remember, these are the three fangs. And Riku's like, could you show me again? I'm not sure what you mean. I think what it
2: is is because it's got the Ultron dragon arms. So I think it's the dragon, the tiger, and the wolf. I think that's supposed to be what it is.
0: Maybe. It's got two dragons, though, so that doesn't seem... I don't
2: know. I'm trying to... Uh, Look,
0: I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that it's bad. Anyway, Momo's like, I don't have a crush on you, but you're pretty okay. Maybe if you weren't a a literal tiger. I'm not into furries. I'm more into Kim and Momo. And Rika's like, so what was that at the very end? He's like, ah, my special technique. He's like, special move." He's like, yeah. If you save up enough points to reach rank C, you get special moves.
2: But, like, if you... Lose the points, do you lose access to your special move?
1: I assume you can't drop rank.
2: I I like that we have also
0: introduced both ranks in that Maggie is 23rd, right? But also, you know, JRPG style ranks of letter grades. That's not confusing.
2: Well, and we still don't know how exactly that functions. Yep. So Yuka's like, I can use that cool move, I can't
0: rank the... He's like, no, it's unique to each person, so that the meta doesn't get stale like a real video
2: game. Oh god, the programming for that? Uh, I assume
1: they're procedurally generated. There was a old JRPG that had random attacks based on what you named a spell, and I can see this working similarly.
2: Well, the thing is, he says it's based on what kind of gunplay you've built... So does that mean your special move can change if you switch your gunpla? Like if I start with a wing Gundam, get a special move, but then change it out for like a freedom, does my special move change? These are great
1: questions. Okay, I have two very important pieces of trivia because I was trying to find out why the heck it w- it's called okay. the Trifang. The Gundam wiki has no information on this. The guy who voice acts Tiger Wolf, also voice acts Steen Oakley, and... I think the helmsman on the maneuver, <laughs> or Minuva? Minerva, Malik Yardbirds.
0: Yes, Malik is the helmsman.
1: His last name is Yardbirds. Of course.
0: I mean, he probably got that from uh, SD Generations Race. I'm never setting him as my helmsman, though.
2: I can't remember who was helming my Minerva. So apparently it's based on your gunplay and how you've fought in the game.
0: I mean, as a fantasy, like this doesn't have to confirm to real game programming limits, so that's a cool idea. I would kind of prefer if this was a more realistic esports story, but I'm going to ridicule this for what it is, not for what it's not.
2: (laughs) That's fair (laughs) enough.
0: He's like, yeah, so you have to learn your own style to see what sweet soccer-based moves you come up with. So anyway, polish thyself and polish thy gumpla, and then you'll get sweet special moves. And then when Daniel shows up, you can be like, I'll use my anime bullshit powers. And it cut to Maggie drinking sake and musing about...
2: How they must be learning from him.
1: I feel like this scene is entirely unnecessary. Oh, yes,
0: that's because it is.
1: While he's drinking also, sake. Also, with
0: a bunch of the monks who are just rowing him out here. <laughs> anyway, Riku has got gear acquisition complex and decided his problem with his building is he didn't have enough Gundam markers <laughs> and resin. I've been there, Riku. <laughs> the problem is you, not your tools. And the episode ends with him uh, declaring he will create his very own Gumpla. Oi. And then we, we escape. We escape this episode.
1: Honestly, not terrible. Like I said, I felt like it mostly just fell back into the land of being pretty mediocre.
0: Although I think there actually is an after credit scene on this one.
1: Yes, there is an after-credits scene inexplicably in this. A show that definitely warrants after credit scenes.
0: So Emperor Palpatine is like, ah, oh, the champion Maggie and Tiger C- have all acknowledged this boy's power. He will be my apprentice ninja. Even the ninja girl appears. Number one, who are you? Remember, she attacked him with a bird last time. I meant the dude. Emperor Palpatine. He's somehow he has returned.
2: It's not like they've acknowledged his power. He made friends with Maggie when he first logged in because Maggie does tutorial stuff. He met the champion. That doesn't mean like, oh, I acknowledge how good you are. He hasn't done anything for anyone to be like, I acknowledge you as a worthy rival slash (laughs) person.
0: That one time Ogre was like, oh, that was a sweet dodge move. You must be a smurf. And she's like, yes, as you wish, my master. Good after credits scene. 10 out of 10 worth watching through the credits for. What's the high point,
1: Tyler? Um, uh, The Tequila Gundam Daniel Customs guitar specifically, but also the whole thing. Zach?
2: Uh, if I have to pick a high point, I would probably have to go with the fact that they constantly are acknowledging that the training montage is pointless. Especially because it's contrasted by the monks running through the training montage.
1: I kind of love that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Mumica gets to be cute and feminine in VR, and she doesn't have to take care of that hair. That's everyone's dream, right? (laughs) Uh, Low point, Tyler.
1: The fight between Tiger Wolf and Daniel was very anticlimactic, because it was not at all difficult. Zach.
2: This episode just doesn't need to happen. I feel like you could do this so much better if you didn't spend so much time on, like, you need to learn how to live in this world. I mean, on the one hand...
0: Zach, you're not allowed to take my review of the series and call it your low point for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, being more specific then, I guess?
0: I'm kidding. It was just a funny joke.
2: That was pretty much it. Go ahead, Jeremy. I do have an honorable mention for low point.
0: My low point is confirming that there are no stakes and we should not care. What's your honorable mention, Zach?
2: My honorable mention is the fact that we have another character introduced, specifically another female character introduced into a Gundam series, and she's not allowed to do anything.
0: And there's another one who's just not allowed to talk. She's a ninja.
2: In that case, like, she hasn't been introduced, in quotes, to the main cast, so I'm okay with, like, mysterious ninja, especially when they're ninja characters. The mysterious character especially if it's like the mysterious antagonistic character towards the party. Like that's normally okay. But like you said, there's no stakes here. So I don't know why I'm supposed to be concerned about this character.
0: All right. Any final thoughts, man, I'm glad we're not watching
2: it anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That. Join
0: us next week when I will be even less, uh, And Gundam Bill divers will continue until morale improves.
2: Morale is improving.
0: I swear to God. So what do we want to add to the list? Is it the Leo NPD, which is what they call the weird Leo that only appears in this series, but it appears multiple times?
1: Does that warrant a spot on the list? No. Okay. Okay. I figured, but.
2: I feel like if we're going to rank one, I get the feeling that Tiger Wolf is going to show up again. I could be wrong, but I also feel like because villain of the week, I feel like the Tequila Gundam custom Daniel is not going to show up again.
1: I don't think it does. I'm pretty sure you're right.
2: Honestly, Tyler, when you went and looked it up, my first thought was that it was actually called the Tequila Gundam Desperado Custom, which sounds a hell of a lot cooler than Daniel Custom. Do
0: we think it's better than uh, Rommel's Grimoire Red Beret? I think so.
2: I am fond of the Red Beret thing, but I really like that cowboy theming.
0: Yeah, I think it's also better than the Ogre GNX, which is the highest build diversity we have thus far.
2: Yeah, I, I think I would agree. I
1: love G Gundam designs, and this is basically just, like, a better G Gundam design. I mean, they took the worst G
0: Gundam design, and it was like, this is a travesty, let's fix it.
2: Windmill Gundam says hi, Jeremy.
0: Windmill Gundam is a joke, and it's funny. Mission accomplished. How do you think it compares to another ranged Gundam with multiple guns, the Calamity?
2: I think I prefer it to the Calamity. I like the theming. I really like the rocket launcher coffin. The fact that he's got the revolvers and the banjo, like, it's ridiculous, but it's also kind of my kind of ridiculous. And I think I'm
1: actually going to agree with that. I love the Calamity's color scheme, but the awesome theming on the Tequila Gundam, I think, is just going to put it a little bit higher.
2: Yeah, the Calamity does suffer from being standard. All right, how do we
0: think it compares to the Buster Gundam, then, which seems oddly comparable to me?
2: It has much better theming than the Buster. But on the other hand, the Buster has a much cooler pilot.
0: His name isn't Daniel. Can you imagine how much shit we would give DRK if his name was Daniel? Isaac and his buddy Daniel
2: out here. <laughs> no offense to any listeners who may or may not be named Daniel.
1: It's just it's an Aerith and Bob problem, right? It's yeah. because it's in stark contrast to a bunch of non-Daniel names.
2: So I really like the tequila gundam Daniel custom a lot, but the I think the Buster's design really helps it here because it's fairly simple, although it does have that real, like, it feels like it's missing something on the rear.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas the Tatila Gundam Gandalf Custom has a banjo that is also a beam rifle.
2: <laughs> well, and on the other side, it's got kind of the poncho thing.
0: Which gives it a real look.
2: Yeah, so I like the Buster, but I think as annoying as it kind of is to put anything from this series anywhere remotely high on the list because the series is awful. I think I like it more than the Buster.
0: Look, if we had ranked the H2 Magnum last
1: week, I would have been going to bat for it hard. Tyler, your your thoughts, opinions? I think I agree that I am uh, slightly more of a fan of the Tequila Gundam. I was also looking at it just now, and apparently that thing it drags around is the tail unit of the Gundam Kyrios, which I have never heard of.
0: Oh, it, it's from Double Okay. It's Somewhat ludicrous that it's gotten this high to me, but it has on its own merits. How do we think the Tequila Gundam Daniel Custom compares to the Tall Not as good, is what I'm going to say.
2: The Tall has that really neat Spartan theming with the crest and like the buckler. I think I prefer the Tall The Tequila Gundam Daniel Custom really does have the sweet cowboy aspect to it, but Honestly, going back to it, the Tall geese being so simple, I think overrides it, because it has that theming without going into super much detail. Yep.
1: Yeah, I pretty much agree on all points. I might prefer the Tequila Gundam for schlock value, but for an actual mobile suit, the Tall Geese definitely wins.
0: So right below it, we have the Wing Gundam. I want to put it below the Wing Gundam, but I'm not sure it goes. I guess the Wing Gundam's wings strike a real
1: good silhouette, and I think that's a little bit better. Than
0: the poncho silhouette, even though they're very similar.
1: I think I prefer the wing based on color scheme because it's pretty solid, especially with that little bit of green in there.
2: Well, the wing does have a much better color scheme because that is one of the problems with the theming is that it looks like modern video games with the Tequila Gundam Daniel custom because it is a uh, brown and muzzle mostly brown. Flash. I think I agree with Tyler.
0: How do we think it compares to the Sword Strike?
2: Sword Strike is very good as well of a design. Obviously, it wouldn't be this high. But it has the same problem as the Buster does, and it looks kind of thin. I think I would probably give it to the Tequila Gundam Daniel custom over it. And I gotta come up with a better way to refer to it.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this. The Sword Strike has those, like, cool throwing boomerang things. It's only got one, but yes. Does it? I thought it'd have three for some reason. The Sword Impulse has two and I think the Destiny also has two. And it kind of has a buckler and it does have the giant S sword. I'm kind of torn on this. I'm tentative towards the Tequila Gundam unless you have a strong I'm also torn on it. I'm kind of tentative
0: the other way, but I oh, I was going to say if you had you. a
1: particularly compelling argument as to why the Sword Strike is better.
0: Not really. I like its pose. It strikes a strong silhouette basically is what it
1: comes down to. That is true, and it is pointy in the traditional Gundam way. think I'm going to have to give it to the Tequila Gundam then, just because it is badass. It's wearing a cowboy hat. And it doesn't look dumb. Final question, better or worse than the
0: high maneuverability Jin?
1: Uh, gin has got that cool sword.
0: Does. This has beam sabers and a missile coffin. And two revolvers.
2: I gotta go with the Tequila Gundam Daniel Custom, because the cowboy aesthetic the dual revolvers I really like that aspect especially because like, apparently it is all they pull double duty as beam sabers which that's on the one hand kind of dumb on the other hand kind of rad and I haven't quite managed to decide yet and the toad missile launcher as like the coffin I think that's a really nice touch
1: it's very solid mostly for the sake of playing devil's advocate the djinn has like just a really cool silhouette. It's got, I don't know, the wing things are cool. The sword is cool. The arrow stabilizing head fin thing is pretty decent.
0: But you are outvoted, Tyler. So the Tequila Gundam Daniel Custom will go at number 13, above the high maneuverability gin, and below the wing Gundam. And I think Daniel would be delighted to know it is the 69th mobile suit we have ranked on this list. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now to end Zach and my friendship... Because the Gundam we are going to be ranking from Gundam Wing, as suggested by Kevin, is the Heavy Arms Gundam. It was, it was nice <laughs> being your friend for 26 years, Zach. Oh, the
2: Heavy Arms makes absolutely no sense. I love it, don't get me wrong, but boy does it not make any sense in that series.
0: I don't hate it. I feel worse about it. I just find it incredibly meh as a design. I get what they're going for, and I do appreciate the Mordaka Gundam. But what it really comes down to is it, with mobile suits, I like if they feel really heavy, like the Calamity. Every time it touches down, there's like an impact, and when it fires, there's like an impact. And I also like when they're really light, like the Freedom, which just gets in your face and is zipping around everywhere. And the Heavy Arm Gundam doesn't feel either, and it should feel heavy.
2: Are we combining the Heavy Arms Custom as the, and the Heavy yeah. Arms here? Because the Heavy Arms Custom is the, the only real change... Heavy Arms Custom can go into space and has a second minigun.
0: Yeah, a second barrel on the minigun. It's not even a second one. Since we did for the Sandrock, yeah, I think we have to for the heavy arms. Okay,
2: I I just wanted to make sure. I love the heavy arms, don't get me wrong, but it does have a problem with, outside of, look at all my DACA, it doesn't really strike, like, this really solid, look how cool I am.
1: No, it's got a unique color scheme, I feel, for Gundam. It's very red. It's
2: very red. Where do you want to start us, Jeremy?
0: So I will say that I do think it's the
1: middle of the Gundam wing designs, which I think are
0: generally kind of bad. I would put it right in the center. So I think it's better than the Sandrock. Am I going to get any arguments about that? No. But I also think it's way worse than the wing. Am I going to get any arguments on that? Not
1: for me.
2: I would fight you on it, but I don't think that heavy arms is better than a good chunk of the stuff that is underneath the wing. And I think the main reason why I'd fight you on the wing is just because of... I like the heavy arms an inordinate amount.
0: (laughs) A Gundam somewhat inspired by the heavy arms, it's loose and you really have to tilt your head and squint, is the Calamity Gundam. And like I said, I like that more entirely because of the weight to it.
2: Heavy arms does have the problem of, like, it feels like they want it to feel like a heavyweight slugger type of unit but they don't really bring that across, especially with the fire support angle. I think I would agree with you, Jeremy. Yeah, me? and
1: I'd have to give it to the Calamity based on color scheme.
2: I think the Heavy Arms has a better color scheme, personally.
1: That's her. I'm a really big fan of
0: teal.
2: I really like that red and white.
0: How do we think it compares to a Gundam with a similar color scheme, the Aegis? I have kind of similar feelings in that I don't really love either.
2: I think I prefer the Heavy Arms as a design, but that's partly because I don't really like the transforming mobile suit aspect. And I think in this particular case, the heavy arms overall simplicity helps it. Whereas the aegis, like the foot beam sabers is like a neat idea, but I really like the retractable blade that the heavy arms has.
0: So, you know, I was going to say for me, it's definitely the aegis thinking on it because another problem I have with the heavy arms that I didn't touch on is I think it's melee option is incredibly lame. <laughs> and I really like the aegis like built in beam sabers.
2: I like the fold out sword that it has as I completely lost my train of thought somehow. It does not make a lot of sense that it doesn't have a beam saber normally, because it's not like it's a power consumption issue or anything like that, because they literally put one on it later for the duel with Zex.
1: So Tyler, it's your decision. I was going to say I'm going to have to side with Zach on this one, simply because I think the simplicity of the design makes it look a lot nicer than the Aegis. I actually have been thinking on it while you guys have been talking, and I think part of the reason I don't like the Aegis as much is it looks like it just has way too much going on.
2: Yeah,
0: definitely true.
2: I also do really like how Heavy Arms has all these guns and stuff, but they're all behind like those fold-out panels, so it can keep that aesthetic of being a very simple design where it still has all this stuff available to it.
0: Right above the Aegis, we have the Strike Rouge, and I definitely
1: like the Heavy Arms less than the Strike Rouge. I'm a big fan of the Strike Rouge, if only because it's the Strike Rouge.
2: I also am quite fond of the Strike Rouge. I think the color scheme pops a bit more for the Strike Rouge, in part because of the fact that you don't see a lot of mobile suits with that particular type of color scheme. Whereas the Heavy Arms does have a really nice red and white balance scheme that I really like. It doesn't quite get there. As well as the Strike, which obviously the Strike Rouge is based on, is a stronger design overall than the Heavy Arms.
0: So now we have three Reddish shoots right in a row, as the Heavy arm Gundam goes at number 29 above the Aegis and below the Strike Rouge.
2: That's pretty close to the middle of the list. It's
0: five spots above the middle of the list, so yeah, I guess it is pretty close. All right, that will do it for us this week. Join us next week when we will be watching episode 5, Holy Land of Parisia.
2: Oh, great. That sounds like fun.
0: I mean, hopefully we'll be like psych destiny, but I don't think so. So Zach, is this Gundam or is this Isekai?
2: (sighs) I think we're still looking at Gundam, even though they don't seem to understand that.
1: Tyler? I'm going to make a quick argument against Gundam, and it's not about shitty teenagers becoming better people. They're too blind to be shitty. So I'm going to say Isekai, still.
2: That's a pretty good argument, Tyler. Well, we're still undecided, so we'll
0: have to try again next week.
2: Bye!